0: Hello, welcome to the listening show. My name is Barbara uh, Gorspungent Drat, and I am going to teach you today about quasars. Quasars are donuts in the sky of space where you can buy, uh, they are full of time travel and their the life. Uh, chemical which is sweet tea. <laughs> then, <laughs> then they are <laughs> I don't, thank you for listening to lecture today. Uh, the end uh, Hi buddy.
1: <laughs> there was so much there. But what was funny was the smallest thing was what made it funny for me. Russian accent dropped to say, was it chemical? Was it like you just <laughs> dropped it for that one word for no reason?
0: <laughs>
1: I don't even remember the details of that story. Okay, a, russian, so a Russian-sounding russian person named Barbara talking about donuts in the sky.
0: quasars. <laughs>
1: yeah good job on that story i was fully (laughs) enraptured i
0: I took some time before the podcast to think of what i was going to talk about and then i didn't say anything that i was going to talk about i just said hello (laughs) and then i just went with it (laughs) i feel drunk i'm drunk I don't know why. That was so silly. That felt like drugs to me.
1: It sounded like something you'd say when you're really tired and laughing mm-hmm. or drunk.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah, maybe I am tired. Maybe that's it. <coughs> I didn't sleep a lot but you got injured. He got injured. Yeah, we almost didn't do the podcast today cuz you got injured. Oh, I want to make a big deal out of it. I do. All I right. think that it's the most important thing going on right now. Is it though? That's means our lives are just uneventful, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. You're the one with the injured, so
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess only you would know that. Oh no! I just tweaked my back exercising. Mm-hmm. I was doing an exorcist, and I pulled something or something arose. <laughs> I, was doing I, was an tr- I was trying to make a, I was trying to make a. Yeah, I was trying to make a pun about.
0: <laughs> I brought something
1: forward. Brought forth an injury.
0: I, mean, yeah. I like the idea of making exercise the the instead of exercise it's exorcism. Yeah. When you exercise, hey, you, you going to go exorcism. exorcism today yeah. at the gym? Like what? You do an exorcism today? <laughs> yeah, and then go we'll get some exorcism in. I was reliving our UPS days when you talked about your back injury. <sighs> and I was just reminiscing on. What was weird is a conversation came to mind. That I had with one of my UPS coworkers, And it was when we were like new there or whatever. When I was new there. I think you started after me. I think um, so. But when I was new there, they were describing ear eggs, Which are irregular sized packages. And they, usually they're heavy or weird shaped. And he basically said, now be careful because if you get injured, it's probably going to be because of an ear egg." That's what he told me. And then I watched multiple of my coworkers get injured and then I got injured and then you got injured and everybody who got injured, it was never because of an earreg. It was always because of some just regular normal, too much normal work, I guess. Yeah. Just where I was throwing a bag just like I did all the time. They have like these (coughs) canvas type bags that you put in small packages and like a bunch of envelopes or just small stuff. Yeah. I said lamps. (laughs) Envelopes or (laughs) envelopes (laughs) or. Fragile Glass. things. <laughs> but you would just take them and then you'd build a wall. And then it would be a secure wall so that you could throw things behind it, like the small packages. And so you'd just scan them and throw in these big packages. And that's how I injured mine. It was just throwing a package. It was like, ah! And Did then, you feel or hear a crack? Or are you just
1: using that was, as an emphatic
0: sound? I'm using that to emphasize. I don't know if I heard a crack. But yeah. it was so so jarring painful that maybe noise occurred in my head, too. It hurt very bad.
1: Yeah, I I feel like I would guess our injuries were similar. I would like to hear your story again in a little bit more detail about what it was like to get insured.
0: After the injury cause that that oh. was the story of the injury. Oh that's it. No more detail was, that was So they have these they have these shoots that you they're electronic and they're like arms that extend outward and they and they elongate a belt where the It's like a treadmill are,
1: essentially of rolling pins that roll Suspended like three
0: feet, four feet in the air, waist level. That bring the packages in, so you reach forward and you grab. It, it, and you it extends it. into the trailer, the mm-hmm. the so semi truck trailers, yeah. and then so you. <clears throat> so I was, I brought it. It was almost a completely full trailer, and so I had backed it up like this, and then there was space at the top where we were going to fit the rest of these smalls, is what they call them, the the bags. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had, it was the last one, and I sort of flicked it like this, and I remember my, this shoulder came. Like, maybe it caught my hand or something as I was throwing it. And then this one, it just came a little too far. And then it was twist, pop, ah. And then I went through the machine, which is the UPS lawyer Well, assembly
1: line. I think we talked about the bureaucratic system of getting screwed at UPS, but I'm more interested in the injury specifically. When you say pop, do you mean like you're denoting at this point pop, or is it it was a pop sensation that I felt? Was it, I don't it was actually, a pop sensation. Okay.
0: I don't know if there was a noise or not. That wasn't focused on the noise. I was focused on the, keep your <clears> legs <throat> underneath you so you don't fall off of this thing. Because I like lost my balance. I was going like to say, I yeah. lost
1: my balance. And <clears> suddenly standing was like the most important hard thing to do. Yeah. I wouldn't describe it as pop. It was just more like a zing or instantaneous snap. It wasn't that something broke. It was so instantaneous and so painful. That's how I would describe the pop.
0: This of the recent thing you got? Or no, the at, at UPS? the UPS. Yeah.
1: I was also mm-hmm. loading and I guess it just gave out mm-hmm. on one throw and I don't know so it's kind of interesting to hear you explaining it because it was similar to mine. Mm-hmm. But it's like a
0: slip disc or something.
1: No, it uh no, it wasn't because the mine resulted in um uh, my spine being slightly out of alignment to the side because of a bundle of nerves. Mm-hmm. So it was a combination of those things. I've slipped a disc or had a herniated disc. That's different. Uh, anyway, the, the the injury as a result or the after effects of it. I think that was a little bit different between us, to a degree. Certainly, to my for myself, I I still have it. Do you still have yours, or is it like completely gone or ninety five percent gone? Ninety
0: percent gone.
1: Okay, that sounds about right for me. Like <clears throat> it, I usually, it it will affect me every day. Every day, oh, it's really? not like, mm-hmm. but it's not like it
0: ruins my days. I work around it. Oh yeah, that's okay. Then that's how I describe mine too. Yeah, I yeah. just am more cautious about how yeah. I stand it. It's lift there, things. and
1: you know, we kind of take it for granted if that's the right word. We're so used to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I can't say it ruins my day. It just. It's just no. part of me. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so our injuries were similar to that way, and then we both got. We we actually had physical therapy. And then after the the job, we had chiropractors, right? Mm-hmm. Was our injury different in any way? I feel like, because I don't remember what it was like for you, right when you got injured. Because I couldn't work for like
0: several days. Yeah. Well, I didn't work. I didn't work there anymore. Like immediately. I yeah, I had. I didn't have a job for like four months. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, same. I didn't have a job for like three months. But when I got injured. I think
0: I had a few days off
1: and then I had to go back and do light work for a
0: month. Oh, I, I think that they were going to let me do light work, but I couldn't rotate. That was the other thing. And so I just, they're just like, no, you're useless to us and Mm -hmm. we're not going to give you severance either.
1: Yep. Yeah. I think that month was like a, what do you call that? A platitude. It's like, oh, we'll give you light work for a month. And then if you can't return to regular work, then we don't need you anymore. So like, well, I I guess I hope it gets better in a month. And of course it didn't. So, but for some reason, I seem to think that our injuries were different in some way. So I think you said you think you started first. Maybe you did. Maybe I started first. Doesn't matter. But I think whatever the difference was between us, say, three or four months. Does that sound right? Like maybe two and a half. You'll say three, just make, just to pick a number. I think if, say, you started first, I started three months later, you got injured at some point, and then I got injured almost the same amount of time later. We were there almost for the same period of time, mm-hmm. with like a five month overlap, or however that works. I think that's what it was like. It was strangely similar our yeah. experiences.
0: And I told you, whatever you do, don't <coughs> get injured before you got injured. <laughs> yeah, because it sucked. And then that's you right.
1: You, that makes sense. That would that would explain why you worked there first because you did get injured first. And I remember when I got injured, it was like, no room for pride. I'm injured. This yeah. shit needs to get fixed. Yeah. So, cuz it happened my my best friend here, so. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's oh, that's what it was. You got injured and you kept working through it for a while. You didn't allow it oh, to heal yeah. properly. That's what it was.
0: Yeah, I that did. was the difference. Yeah, it was like like I I, they, I took a few days off and I came back for like a week and it was so bad and I just said, "I can't do this. It's like it is hurting so much." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Well, You can go sort, and I sorted for a while, but even sorting, you're just like, it just hurts. It's not right. Plus the other guys that wanted to do sorting or whatever, and I took one of their jobs, and they were mad at me, and I was like, I just don't want to deal with it. Yep. Yeah.
1: But fortunately, even though I think you put more stress on your back after the injury, I think you've recovered just as well as I have. I think I was worried about that for a while Mm because maybe your back was worse for a while because of that. I was worried yours would just be... Well, I don't want to say irreversible. I guess both of us are not ruined. Yeah, but anyway, fortunately, it seems like you got as well as you can minus all the way better. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're worse off than me necessarily. Nah,
0: okay. if anything, you're probably slightly worse. But I think it's, I think we had the same injury. I'm just a smaller frame, technically. So, Call it's me more stress. No, like you're also like two inches taller than me or something. Like an inch and a half or something. Um, so it's like. I wouldn't be surprised if any damage done to a bigger person on a core thing, like their ab, like ribs or stomach or like, that's just way more detrimental to taller people. (laughs) Like if us, like if a five foot six dude
1: got injured, there's less of you to get injured.
0: Right. Well, you carry less weight. I I know what you're saying, but
1: I'm not following that logic. No, I know what you're saying. You're not wrong. But also, like a in spinal injury, whatever it is, this is a spine injury. I wouldn't yeah. look to a small person, ah, I don't have this back because you're not as big as me. Like, <laughs> well, no, of- no,
0: it's equally bad, but I think like
1: long term, it's harder for tall people to heal better. P- probably, maybe. Okay, I got some questions. Yeah. So, where on your back was your back right? Yep, mid, in- mid to low. Mid to low. Yeah. Wow, that's, I would say mid to low, slightly to the left. It was just off center. Mm. Was your centered or off center? I think
0: it was probably the same, like slightly left.
1: It would make sense because we're both right-handed, so we have a dominant way of unloading, but that I would always switch. Mm -hmm. Because you know me, I I try to be ambidextrous with some things, but I think that's why it had to do with my orientation and it would make sense that you got hurt in the same way. Next question is, what is the main way it affects you day-to-day?
0: Subconscious stuff. I don't think about it day-to-day at all. Well, no, I mean, I just have adjusted and right. I mean,
1: yeah. I don't dwell on, I forget that I even have it, but you, mm-hmm. you certainly have altered your behavior subconsciously or forgotten about it. Can you think
0: on what changes throughout your day? I don't bend over as much near as much. And if I do bend over, it's very particularly cause I, it's very aligned and yeah, I just don't want to, cause when I bend over wrong, you can throw out your back for a long time. It's, it's just more, it's more uh, susceptible to injury now. Like once you injure your back once, if you don't work out your core regularly or whatever, then it's you're just going to happen again just a matter of time. It's my main motivation to
1: work out my core. Yeah, I would like to do that. Anyhow the main thing is if I bend over like over a counter like dishes or anything, it's strong straight pivot from my hips forward a little bit mm-hmm. instead of like my upper body fall all over it. But even then, I get sore, tired and fatigued very quickly. Mm. Which, it's really strange and arbitrary what will upset my back. Some things don't when you think they should. Like, riding a motorcycle does not bug it at all. Thank goodness. That would be awful. Mm-hmm. But picking up things, I'm much better now about, you know, betting at the legs and all that crap. But it's the thing that affects me the most is a
0: slight bend. Just a slight bend. and <sighs> Putting things down for me. I could pick things up. I could pick super heavy things up. It's putting them back down. Sweeping like them up. I put, like, when I carried your chair down here, mm-hmm. I... Very closely. I was like, oh, that was close when I put it down. Like I picked it up and I was like, I stopped at the bottom of the stairs and I went to go put it down because it's not light. It's kind of a heavy chair. And then I went to put it down. And I was like, oh, and I like dropped it. And I was like, oh, I that can feel it. Yeah. It's so funny to hear you
1: say that. That was close because I know what that feeling is like. It's so scary. <laughs> so scary. It, but funny after the fact, cause, especially because I can relate to it. No, also sweeping and mopping kills my back. I don't know why. Really? Because I can't take it. Sweeping and mopping? Mm-hmm. I guess it's just the right kind of bend. I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's just that slight sort of pressure bend. That makes sense.
1: Well, the point is we're mostly okay, but it affects us some. And whatever. Whatever. Just whatever now. How long ago was that? That would have been not 10 years, 8 or 7 years.
0: I was 17, so it would be 9 years. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I can't remember what order my jobs were. <laughs> hmm. It's getting that far back and there was enough of them. That I'm start, I forget. We talked about our jobs once in the podcast and I went completely over one and you went over one like we just forgot about some of them. So,
0: yeah. I wonder which one I wonder which one we forgot about. You forgot about Amazon and I think oh, yeah. I forgot about the video store. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, that's weird. I I still think about how I f- just Like, Amazon was weird. I was, like, in a fever dream that whole time period of my life. That was weird. So, like, now I'm remembering Amazon, but when I remember it, it's all very tinted, and I don't... It's just... It's weird. Well, I was living in your closet, literally, (laughs) at that time. I was meeting my first serious girlfriend and talking to her at that time, and I was working three or four jobs. I was busy all the time. (laughs) I remember that. Um... Yeah, it just was weird. I didn't think I got hardly any sleep ever because I basically just worked and talked to the girl and then played League of Legends until sometime in the morning and then did it again.
1: Yeah, that I do remember you had the least amount of energy I've ever seen you have, just pretty much like me,
0: which for me is normal, but for you that's low energy. (laughs) You're just tired. It was exhausting. (laughs) It was exhausting. I was doing that because, like, you ever, like, You ever like have your dad tell you about his like his his attitude and like work ethic at your age and then it inspires you because you (laughs) realize, wait, this. is So like my dad told me this story about when he met my mom, he he picked up a UPS job so that he could save up to buy a ring. And so I was like, I want to do that, too, but I can't work at UPS anymore. (laughs) So I'll work at Amazon and I'll use that money to buy a ring or whatever. And so I did that, and then I didn't buy a ring. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I was, I just remember at the time being like, yes, history repeating itself. I'm doing the this. The family thing. tradition.
1: Yes. Yes. Storing boxes and to buy a really small box.
0: Yes. The ring in it. Trading thousands and thousands of boxes for one really tiny box. Trading thousands of hours for thousands of dollars. Yeah. I don't know. But I thought that was, that, that was interesting. That I thought you were farewell. going to
1: say, you know how your dad will tell you about what the work, what kind of work he used to do at your age. And it would inspire you because you'd go, wow, my dad actually worked really hard and I have it easy.
0: Well, that too, yeah. yeah. Well, he said he worked like three jobs at the time or whatever. And I was like, I don't think I want to work three jobs. And I was like, I'm going to try. I'm just going to do it. And I did. I did do it. I was teaching. I was working at Amazon. And I was working full time at a bank yeah. as a teller. Mm. All that's exhausting. <laughs> it was tiring for sure. Yeah, the most I ever had was one and a half at a full
1: time and a part time. But no school. That would have been. You two. had a full time
0: and a part time. Mm-hmm. I Wait, was
1: at Starbucks overtime at Starbucks as in at, at least forty. And then I had what was it? it? Wasn't much. Five to ten hours a week in there's family video, right? No, at a I was a receptionist. Oh, that's right. That was the most I've ever worked hours-wise at an employed place. Like, you could count mowing or whatever, but, like, no, this is, like, actually clocking and clocking out. Yucky. Yeah, yeah, man, it's not not fun. But not to shit on it too much. I mean, obviously, I don't enjoy it, but there are people who do, do that, and it's very commendable. I don't not
0: appreciate it. I certainly understand it. I've done it, you know. Yeah, well, commendable maybe, but... <laughs> You know, I, someone I one of my friends put on a social media. I don't remember if it's Twitter or Facebook or something, but they put something up, and I was thinking, I don't know if I've ever thought of it that way, but I'm going to think of it that way from now on. They were they said something along the lines of, "We should probably think about stopping. We should stop glorifying people who overwork themselves and overexert themselves because yeah. maybe we should support balanced lifestyles and really emphasize those more than slaving over." work that doesn't care about you and getting money which won't make you happy or whatever. I, think- I wasn't
1: thinking. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Sorry, were you done? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, I, was, I wasn't I was thinking of people like that who work two jobs. I was thinking of people who have to mm-hmm. and they choose to take on the responsibility. Not like, I just love getting as much money as possible. And if I don't think there's many people in that situation. Anyway. I think there's a lot
0: of people in that situation who who work because they like money and they work all the time. I have friends like that and it's it's a little, well, I guess I can't judge if that's what gives them fulfillment and satisfaction. Then okay. But for me, I couldn't deal with that.
1: People who want to work, they're certainly out there. They're kind of the exception though. They're not the norm. People who are very career driven might be one way to say it or that's, they lived it. They live their job. Oh man, I don't want to name names, like examples, but obviously there are those types of people. Anyway, veering off a bit, I jumping lily pads to come up with little topics. Yeah, but pre- I, pretty soon, if we jump too much. One of us is going to croak. It's a frog joke.
0: Yeah, about dying. <laughs> There's a. I was talking to someone else last night. I was telling them I've told you about my my big goals about you know. Career-wise and stuff, and my I I say their goals, but it's it's almost a plan.
1: Didn't we talk about the difference between goals and plans specifically? Because I had that thought in my head, so I may have shared it with you. Mm-hmm. It must have. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no,
0: I know the difference. Um, I was talking to someone about that, and I was I became reinvigorated with the idea of making a company and and doing accomplishing things. Uh, but they just first need money to do that kind of thing yeah have have I talked on the show about my plan about the reinventing agriculture? Nope have I talked to you I'm sure I've talked to you oh, about yeah, that.
1: to me, I don't think you've mentioned that on the show though
0: I have this this fantasy and I'm gonna say it's a plan because I do have a plan It's just like a lot of hope involved in this plan so my first plan is make money producing art of some kind, whether it's music or whatever, and get a lump sum, whether it's because one of my songs gets big or something. Whatever. I don't really care how I'll just work hard at it and enjoy the making of things until something I've made earns me income. Once I have income, like a good chunk of money to sit on, I take five to 10 years, somewhere in that range to buy land. A lot of it, at least 50 to hundred acres kind of thing. Uh, get educated in environmental sciences in, in, fisheries, biology, agriculture, things like that. Either whether that's literal getting going to college and getting degrees in those things or it's just self-educating till I understand it better. Meet people in those fields with the goal of eventually using this land that that I have to develop a new, better way of farming. Because if you think about like, where people, where people are at now, it's the, to the point that we should find better ways to do things. Whether it's healthier, more efficient, better produce, local, making jobs, all that stuff. It'd be great to do that. Mm-hmm. And the reason I th- specifically thought about agriculture is because, like, everybody only eats junk all the time. And everybody's getting sick. And maybe healthcare would be cheaper if people weren't eating junk all the time kind of thing. But maybe they wouldn't eat junk all the time if good food was cheaper, too. Anyway. So all this plan and then I was, I've was i always been fascinated with like biodomes and biospheres and life that like recycling things or things that natural ways that things complement each other in nature. So I was like, wouldn't it be great if we just if with a bunch of smart scientists and, and me got involved together and we figured out a way to create multi-story high building that's like integrated with the earth where you could. You know, floor level is just a is an artificial lake with natural plants and things like that where you, you put a bunch of fish. Second level is maybe orchards and gardens and stuff where the roots can dig down and the fish underneath can eat off the roots and provide nutrients back to the plants. The plants produce produce. The produce can be fed to maybe another floor is, uh, you know, cult, uh, culinary, like just like food and poultry. Maybe it could be like chickens and they could make eggs and stuff and then you can have this and but basically it's all integrated together where you use one one thing that that one set of nature produces to nurture and give nutrition to another set, which then does the same to another and then it ideally would feed back. You know, you can integrate all the electricity and have it generate its own power, whether it's solar panels or whatever. I don't know. The idea is there's so many smart people now. That there should be, we should figure out a way to take the space we have. Maybe we develop, maybe we develop the, the, the game plan for basically this efficient, high producing, high nutritious, regenerating resource that we can give the blueprints to farmers throughout the country, throughout the world. And then they can use this same blueprint on their property to maximize their earnings, maximize their produce, their potential. Wouldn't it be freaking awesome if you could just you could be a part of developing a new better way to make good natural stuff, and then you could sell it to the world for the betterment of mankind? I don't know. I think it would. I think it would provide a need because people miss out on local foods now a lot. People have to ship foods everywhere. It would cut down on shipping if you just put these every all these plants. I say plants, but whatever you call them, but, but local, and then you provide to the people in your immediate 20 mile vicinity or whatever. And I don't know, it it would be better than McDonald's. And there's those every 20 miles or whatever. So why not natural food every 20 miles? And it's not about me getting money, but it'd be cool if I came up with the idea too, cause then you could be like that guy who's like humanitarian. He saved the farms and now everybody doesn't have fat anymore. Um, Yeah. So that's my general idea. But that's, that's why I'm the idea guy and not the obsessed working guy because I don't have any money to do that yet. Um, but I think it would be good. And I think that would be a good expenditure of time and resource. And I'd be willing to incur the risk, even if I couldn't ever figure out the most efficient way to do agriculture and create animals. And I don't know, even if I can't find the best way, I could maybe get it closer to that, which would be the ideal, at least more ideal. Do you agree or disagree or have any thoughts Do about it? Concur. Yeah. Um, I
1: don't know if I have any very intelligent thoughts, but yes, it sounds cool. I like the idea of doing something that is, you know, contributes and makes the quality of life p- better for lots of people. It's a simple thing, I guess, but to have some kind of so, so something you're passionate about that can contribute to that is really cool. I don't understand um, making an ecosystem and farming, whatever. But like, cool. I like the I, the passion behind it,
0: and the fact that you care about it makes it interesting. Yep. I need rich people who, who I can teach to care about it. I actually, <laughs> what's weird? I've never wanted to be a farmer or anything. Like, I don't care about this stuff. What I care about is people getting like slowly poisoned because they just all they have is Walmart, McDonald's. Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. Those are the cheap things. Like what maybe there's got to be. I've even thought about how cool would it be if this was like a beautifully manicured place. You get this six to six to eight story building where it's created with natural resources and materials and it's completely alive. There's somehow you get sunlight in there and and it's all plants and this stuff, but it's beautiful and you can tour it. Like kind of like you can imagine like a nature Ikea, like yep. You walk through the store and you get to see how the produce gets to live. And it's all free range because even if you have to eat chickens, it'd be nice if they didn't live their whole lives in cages kind of thing. This is all maybe unnecessary, but it would be cool. We could do it slightly more ethically kind of thing. Um, and then maybe at the end of the road, I could hire freaking fancy like ass chefs who can like create recipes and new delicious foods with the stuff you grow all there. Wouldn't that be interesting? Like you've got like their chicken and they apple whatever because of the orchards and the fish and, uh, and they find new ways to prepare it. There's even some things like when you do harvest things like chicken or whatever. I even thought about like, well, how do they make fish food? They probably put meat substitute of some kind. So maybe you harvest the edible foods for people from the chicken. You can prepare those, however, but then the leftover guts and whatever make it into fish food, feed the fish with it or whatever. I don't know. There's, there's things you can do. Mm -hmm. You can save all your resources, everything that's waste, compost it, use it to grow new gardens (laughs) in some other place. I don't know. There's, there's ways you can use everything, all the energy you get. And I don't know.
1: Yeah. I imagine if you did something like that, you know, make a,
0: I had the words.
1: A natural, efficient little ecosystem, whatever. Self-sustaining which might be the right word. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the right word. <clears throat> um, I imagine if you did something like that, you'd make one, whatever this is, a biome building, whatever it is. And then hopefully that's successful enough that there's enough demand to warrant another one of these domes or whatever. And mm-hmm. then you just expand if you could. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: The idea is that I create the blueprint and maybe I own the first one and maybe I make enough to live on one for my whole life. But then because I came up with the idea, maybe I sell the blueprint, get a percentage of other, like other farmers who own land. They have this new resource to de- develop more income for them. That's self-sustaining produces a high amount of I believe of that food. would be franchising. Maybe that.
1: Anyhow. Yeah. That I don't really want to cool. own,
0: I don't want to own other people's stuff. I just like the idea that maybe if I have a good enough idea and I invest the time and money to make it Right then I give the equipment to other people who own the property so they can do it themselves at just a tiny little bit of I have money.
1: a selfish reason that I like something like that. So this isn't a very good parallel, but something I would be interested in is a motorcycle cafe, mm-hmm. which sure I've told you about. But let's just use this cafe as an example. I'd like to build a building or whatever business and then employ people and have it completely populated and running on its own without my without my help because it's, it's its own thing now now i can just leave but i still tend to own it so there's this place that exists that i just walk into any day and go mm, you guys repaint the walls this color sucks <laughs> and you might want to start looking for another job like I, I could just be an asshole who walks into some place, whatever business it is who, Distance from people who work there wouldn't even know that I own the place because I'm so far removed. It's a power fantasy of mine to walk in some and start bossing people
0: around. I don't doubt that it is a fantasy. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, but that's the selfish part. The other half is... Yeah, less selfishly like you. I like the idea of creating something that makes a quality of life for a lot of people better. So YouTube is kind of a way to do that. If you make something funny or entertaining... Make a lot of people happy for five minutes, not a lot, but that's something. I'm off. I like that. Yeah. If I had a business that did something like that, or a series of businesses or buildings, cool. And I, the less selfish part is, if that existed because of me, I don't need to be getting credit for it or whatever. Like I did that. It's out there. Cool. The world's a better place now because of something that I came up with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like that idea too. So that's how I relate to your. You need to come up with a word for that idea. I when you when concept? you concept no, like a working title. When you when I, in my mind, I always call it that sex thing, that's the biodome. I call it the biodome. That's what I call it too. Okay. It's a working title.
0: It's not really that's like a thing already, but it would basically be um, the working title. Like it will be called yeah, something whatever. else one day. Self sustaining economy it's for faster than saying, you
1: know that that eco self sustaining thing you want to do. Oh, you mean the biodome. It's like a working title in a script.
0: Yeah, I would love it. And you see, I don't even want to just do it for me. I legit think if somebody did that idea, if someone takes my idea, good. If someone this is this podcast and is some rich kid in Maryland who has a lot of money, and then they're like, "Wait, I'm passionate about that, and I know how to do it because I have money or whatever," then do it. Just at that, the point is that it gets done. It'd be great if I could profit off of it, but mm-hmm. but the the whole concept is: look, it's bad food's bad man. It's grody right now, so it could be better. And and it sucks for farmers because there's not like a storm, its insurance is crazy for farmers cuz like one bad occurrence just wrecks your whole year of annual income. So if there's an efficient safe way to to keep crops growing and stuff without losing your without losing your income or without using chemicals to screw up your food for other people in their diet or whatever. I don't know, there's smart enough scientists out there that there should be some, like, perfect balance where they're like, if we introduce this precise amount of algae from the South European province, then we should be able to counteract the the bacterial... I don't know, they would know, like, they'd be able to naturally get rid of shit.
1: Well, like many problems that we have, I think we are capable of solving them, we're just focused on... Not problems. Yeah. There's a lot of non-problems we have in our creating when we have the capacity to do good things. It's frustrating. And that's a more broad statement. You can fill in the gaps and you can imagine what I'm talking about. But, you know, as yeah. an example, food this is a problem we could be doing something we could be doing way better at. But way our more. sources are being misallocated. Is that
0: a word? Yeah, maybe. I know what you're trying to say. Anyway. Allocated improportionately. Uh, speaking of things, yeah, all right, do you want to do a conversation jump? I have another topic. I'm sure. wondering if you've heard about it. So you don't have a chore button? No, I don't. Damn. Are you following the red skull Jordan Peterson stuff?
1: Red skull, Jordan Peterson. No idea what that is. All right. you ready for some some stuff? <laughs> some stuff. Don't spoil nothing if it's something I should be watching.
0: No, it's not something you should be watching. Oh, so there's a new. There's a new writer who was brought into the Marvel comic team to write Captain America. They were doing Black Panther. And this writer is known for being woke. Okay. So they, yeah. they're all very... I
1: think I'm going to... I already have a guess where these pieces are yeah. going, but I'll obviously let you go.
0: So they their most recent Captain America cartoon, which it's a little weird. Somebody brought up the point. It's a little weird to have a person who hates America writing Captain America... <laughs> cartoons because this person is all like well, there's the a lot America's of that, evil but... and racist and all that stuff and so wait maybe you should at least like america to write captain america now. anyway i won't go into the the writer anymore because i don't even know his name uh but the most recent captain america cartoon with red skull you mean comic right yeah not yeah okay comic book okay comic <clears throat> has several slides of the Red Skull indoctrinating young boys online. And he, it says 10 rules for life, order and chaos. Um, and like all these other things. And it's, and it's all like him online and he's recruiting people. And it shows captain America being like, he's telling these boys that they have meaning beyond themselves. And that's how he gets them blind. And that's how he gets them to follow his whim. They're all searching for something. And, Whatever, and he they and he provides it for them, but they but that's how they get be, get an army or whatever. Like it's this weird stuff. It's all very clearly aimed at one Jordan Peterson, who wrote Twelve Rules for Life, uh, an antidote to chaos and uh, beyond order. Like those are the title of his books: Twelve Rules for Life, and so it was like Ten Rules for Life, Order and Chaos. Like, uh, and then it was all talking about like how it's indoctrinating boys and teaching them to be powerful and, and it's not good for boys to be powerful. It's good for them to, I don't know. It was, it was just a lot of garbage. And I read, I read the slides and I came away thinking this person is evil is what I thought. Um, and it, yeah, I, I pro- wish I would have known word for word what it said, but the idea I conveyed to you and Jordan Peterson responded of course yesterday. Oh boy, I hope it was funny. It was cute. It was what was it? He was basically like it was so absurd that you almost just have to you have to just sort of treat it as something that you don't take too seriously because I think if you if you if you respond to things that are outrageous with outrage it doesn't that's what it's going for. So to give it less power, you have to treat it you tr- you treat it like it's a joke almost cuz it kind of it's so absurd that it should be yeah and so he had a good attitude but you could tell it bothered him he's yeah. like i've already been equated to nazis but now i guess i'm a super nazi with <laughs> with superpowers like the worst nazi of them all and like a <laughs> fantasy super nazi i guess is what i am now and i was like yeah you are buddy <laughs> he's not it was sweet it was like
1: how is That's a good response, good attitude. Because man, you told me that my jaw was dropped. Like I was only like, really? You know, it's like I was half shocked, half entertained. Like
0: that's in Marvel comic books, dude. There's, there's trying to indoctrinate these boys, man. It's it seems so evil. It bothered me, but to have him remind me, it's not noble to be outraged. He didn't say it that way. That's the way I received it, and I was reminded. That's true. That's something I believe. It's not noble to be outraged, even if something is outrageous. It's more noble to be above that kind of thing. I don't know. That's a story. Isn't it, though? Captain America. The Captain America. We wouldn't want strong, independent boys who... Yeah, we wouldn't want that. How's your back?
1: not good doctor i think it's a little bit better I have a lidocaine patch drugs lidocaine yes
0: patch yeah it put like it put lidocaine directly where it happens
1: i don't know how the patch works it says lidocaine maybe it's a lie nicotine a lot, lot of lying on packaging uh, yeah i will say i have no desire to smoke so maybe it is <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke, but just in case, I still don't want slap to. Slash <laughs> a patch on. <laughs> that would mess you up.
0: That would mess you up if you've never smoked a day in life and you put a nicotine patch on you'd be, oh, <laughs> you'd be freaking wired. Uh, oh man. Oh, that's yeah. That reminds me of, my, I. I smoked cigarettes for a very, very brief period of time when I worked at UPS, because it's like that's the only kind of break you got is if you got to go on a smoke break. Like you got one break in the half, like midway point of the shift, it was fifteen but, minutes. Remember that. And then, but if you smoked, then you can take two other breaks throughout the throughout the day, and they were like twenty minute breaks or whatever. It's like you get like forty minutes on the clock. You can just go smoke. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. And so I was like, I'll try it. And and so I bought cigarettes and I bought that. What? That is funny. Because, you know, stereotypically,
1: you're out smoking. Someone walks by like an employer. You try to hide the cigarette. Were you smoking? No, I wasn't smoking. It's the exact opposite. You're out there just... Being nice on a good day, he walks out, oh, are you smoking? <laughs> yes, I was totally smoking. Yes, yes. I wasn't not smoking.
0: <laughs> That's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, and then I'd, I didn't, I had probably tried cigarettes before, but I didn't smoke regularly. What was weird also is that I was 17 then, and you could buy them then when you were 16. But then halfway through my 17th they changed the law to you had to be 18 to have huh. cigarettes. And so there was a 6-month period where I couldn't couldn't have bought them. Mm. I was done anyway. But then again what happened is I was 19 and then they changed it to 21. So I could and then I couldn't for 6 months. Twice. Yeah, and then I could again for a year and then I couldn't again for 2 years for smoking. Isn't that weird that is how weird. legality works? Yeah. It's so weird that they say you can smoke. You can't smoke if you're 16, but you can go die for us in a war. Uh huh. Yeah, that'd be fine with us. You can sign literally your life away, but you can't inhale grass.
1: <sighs> Oof, you can't live for yourself, but you can die for our government.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what they think. So gross. Yeah, call me controversial, but I think if you can go to war at 16th, then you should be able to eat whatever you want and drink whatever you want. And I mean whatever you want. Do you, you
1: know want. for a fact that you can go to war in America at 16?
0: Yep. Hmm. You can just sign up and go. I think you don't ha- You can certainly do it. seems a
1: bit arbitrary if you can make the greatest sacrifice you can
0: make and then
1: be denied everything else. Yeah. Seems kind of arbitrary, but whatever.
0: So I think... Maybe I've got, so I know that age is right, but I, it might be with guardian consent until you're 18. Still then, But 18, you can. So the, so legally, what you're saying is with guardian consent, you should be able to do anything an adult can do at 16. Uh-huh. And I think that that's, that would be the proper way to, to do it. Maybe you have, like, I like the way they do alcohol. They basically say, you're free to have however much you want. Just don't behave like a like a butthole about it you're going to get in trouble if you drive while you're on it so do it at your house or do it when you don't have to drive or endanger other people and that's fine you should do that with everything right all that's the fun drugs with your
1: guns but if you start being an asshole with it and killing people you're not allowed to do you're <laughs> not you're not just
0: and drive either yeah you're not allowed to shoot and drive <laughs> you're not allowed to do meth and drive either but maybe maybe people should be allowed to if they're at home you know i don't know <laughs> I'm starting to lean that way like I'm not gonna say I'm right because I know that stuff is bad for you, but wouldn't it be nice if people wouldn't go to jail for stupid stuff that doesn't matter? Sure yeah they're gonna do it anyway if they're not hurting anybody else if they're hurting other people let's agree that's bad or if they're potentially hurting other people even that's probably bad um but yeah just let people live their lives that'd be good if that means they want to go to war at 16, all right, they're fine with that. But that's because it's self-serving. It's so gross. The government's gross. You almost, have you almost drunk all of that? I got a little left. i got
1: surprised how much you drink.
0: I've had a lot today. It's good. Water. I was telling <laughs> you, you should drink a lot of water because of toxins. I would drink more, but
1: I don't but lean it's over there. I don't want to lean up more than I have to.
0: Oh, you want me to get it for you? No. Okay. That's funny. (laughs) Did you put the camera on you? No, I was. I'm really, what I'm really excited to do is to listen to this back and listen to that intro again. Because that was my favorite. Me. Yeah. (laughs) It was me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: every episode, I always say, "What was your favorite part of this episode?" And you go, "You think about it." You're always going to say, "Me." It's like a joke,
0: me. Well, I just was so I was like, I don't even remember what I said. I went, I just kind of blacked out and did an accent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I blacked out. I woke up and you were laughing, so I must have said something funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I told myself ahead of time, like, "Don't do a stupid story. Just open it and talk to Walter." And then I said, "Yeah," I said something with an accent. It was like. I like the accent, so I better (laughs) (laughs) better keep going. (laughs) Isn't that Red Skull stuff crazy? Yes. Yes. What does it make you think?
1: Well, I had several thoughts between then and the last thing we talked about. But that, um, what it made me think of was there's some similar stuff going around in comics in Marvel specifically already. And it's interesting. There's some YouTubers that follow comics very closely and I watch them sometimes. So they have an inside perspective. Some of them specifically one of them who ran a comic shop for however many years and doesn't anymore. So people who are not just opinionated, but knowledgeable. So it's kind of interesting to get some information that way. Anyhow. Yeah. Hearing that um, was, like I said, half shocking It would have been even more shocking if I wasn't already aware of some of some stuff like that already happening.
0: What's other examples?
1: Well, how old (laughs) is this now? Probably at least a year old. Uh, A comic that they hired created some new superheroes that were uh, so laughable that they what happened. They obviously these were what were the characters' names? Well, two of the two, the main two were Safe Space and Snowflake, like unironically, and then there were three other ones that were laughable. So it was five or something like that. Safe space, Safe Space, and Snowflake, mm-hmm. non-binary, whatever. They're whatever. It was. It was very woke. You know, whatever. But, they were the mm-hmm. but the characters, but the characters. What were their was, powers? Whiting? <laughs> I don't remember. But it was hilarious. Like one of them, that his power was internet gas. I, was Wait, like, what? I wish I recorded your reaction. What exactly? It, it is so silly. Internet and gas. Exactly. The, the, whatever they were, the characters were silly and hilarious, and so they got made fun of. And then Marvel was like, "No, we're still gonna, we're still gonna release this this comic series, like because we believe in it." And then they. They they backed out, and then they, like, put a piece of it in the back of a different comic because they, they knew the backlash was bad. So they're trying to stick to whatever their agenda is, but they still need money. So, anyway, what that they backfired. Trying?
0: What were they trying to convey with it? I don't know, man. Freaking,
1: <sighs> that those you things know, are corporations good? are becoming more political. Yeah. Anyhow, they had their agenda, and anyway so woke stuff existing or whatever political stuff existing in comics that's been going for a while now and it's been going that way for a while so when you told me that story i was because it was a specific person that this artist whatever you want to call him was hmm, what's a good word for what he did in relating jordan peterson to a nazi supervillain because it wasn't it's not satire because it this person is. believes more or less that they are similar. Yeah, no, they do. So, what would that word be? It's not a character assassination. What's the? What it's, it's interesting because I can't
0: see. It's ludicrous. I can't ludicrous. think of
1: that ever happening. I'm sure it's like that has happened, but I can't think of a character that was created out of spite for a real person for what you believe about a real for what, person, right? For what you think about a person, be one thing. A caricature is if it is based off of a person like who's the <laughs> who's the president nixon there we go you know futurama has a, a character of nixon yeah. whatever but the inverse of that what if you thought uh let's pick someone who's less divisive what if you thought who's a really super like person keanu reeves what if someone made a person a, a character that looks and sounds like keanu reeves but he's just evil and they try to equate everything to it being Keanu Reeves without actually calling it. Whatever. Whatever that is. Uh-huh. It's very strange. I wonder, uh, it was probably a good word for it. Anyhow, that was interesting when you told me that. I was like, who does that? Yeah, <laughs> <It's>
0: so bizarre. <sighs> yeah, it's one thing. Yeah, one thing Jordan Peterson said said is people who who looked at that message in that cartoon and agreed mm-hmm. with it. Have told things to me like, well, for you to even see yourself, see that as you, because they didn't say 12 rules for life, they said 10 rules for life. And for you to even see yourself as that person is further confirmation that you are like a Red Skull. And he's like, well, that's just, that's can, even more ludicrous yeah. because... You got as close as you could to, like, what he does without actually saying. Because if
1: you do, then it becomes libel. Like, there's yeah. legal reasons. Oh, whatever. It's really interesting whatever the technical terms are for what was
0: done. I know. I was so. It was so bizarre. And then reading, like, Captain America soliloquizing after, like, about these young men are just looking for something to adhere to. And that's what he gives them. Something to tell them that they're more important than they are. I don't know their their bigger purposes for to to push his cause. I don't remember what it was. It was something about the Red Skulls indoctrinating young men, and he's doing this.
1: I'd be curious. I mean, I certainly, I would. I would think the artist, whoever, has already been questioned, interviewed regarding that thing. I wonder what he would do. And not that I, not that it matters, but I wonder mm-hmm. because. I I want to assume things, but it, yeah. I would not be surprised if this person fed ignorance. Oh, no, this is just simply made up. And something super underhanded. Like, if someone like this really existed, that'd be a horrible thing if we let this person exist. <laughs> but
0: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What's weird about it is what's kind of... I think the gross thing about it is, like, other good lies, like, other deception, It's 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 correct about parts. Like it, it's right when it says the young men were looking for something to adhere to and they attached to what he said. So yeah, that's true. But then you're attributing malevolence to it when maybe that's the, called c- telling half truths to tell whole lies. Sure. Well, but even like, so let's, let's, let's say just for a thought exercise that maybe what Jordan Peterson is saying to young men isn't wholly good. Maybe in may, is a high probability that some of it's wrong just because nobody's right all the time. So let's say that, well, what, what one person is saying is these men needed something to latch onto what he's saying they're latching onto. That's true for both. Both parties, but on one end you're saying, and that's wholly bad because he's selling them lies. And on the other hand, you could be more honest and say, and we don't know exactly the utility of these things, but there should be some because enough boys are latching onto it. There might be a nuggets of truth there, or something. You know, that you you shouldn't. They're throwing out the baby with the bathwater, and they're they're trying to indoctrinate people well, with comic
1: that books. logic also doesn't hold up. If you take it for a double standard test. So this man is saying something that people are are latching onto. Same can be said for your agenda. Yeah. So which one is it? You know, it's. Yeah, but they wouldn't see it that way because they, they're on the
0: side of truth. Of course not. But, I'm, you yeah. know, you know, that's. Well, what's so bizarre is that both sides are convinced that they're on the side of truth. I wonder. I wonder you know what?
1: I don't know about that. I think oh, I hate using sides. I don't think that side would 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 they would say they care about it. They wouldn't. They wouldn't say they're, they're on it. the side of truth. That what they would self proclaim is they're on the side of justice. I think that would be their their word. When you say truth. they, you mean the woke. Sure, sure, right. I don't think the truth is what well, the first thing that's in their vernacular. It's more about justice. justice. Seems more synonymous mm-hmm. with their virtuous other virtu- their virtue their quality virtue. Sure, but truth hardly just seems like the first thing they would... I'm not saying because they don't think that they're true. It's just that's not their motivation, I don't think.
0: Their deeper motivation. They
1: think that what they're doing is going to make the world better by enacting and changing and enforcing and making justice, I think, as opposed to the other side, which is this is the way things are. This is the truth. way they
0: see things are.
1: You know, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't say both sides whatever. I was probably digging too deeply. Obviously both sides everybody thinks that they're right. That's, what, that's that why that's why people that's why people believe what they believe because yeah. they think it's right.
0: Well, I certainly wouldn't. I would agree with you and I wouldn't say that primary like their primary goal is to be truthful. That's certainly not the case. But they're but they would have to assume they're right or they are on the side of truth too? Then take the step further and say, and I need to, I need to force my opinion on you because you wouldn't force your opinion on me if you knew you were wrong. Mm -hmm. You'd do it if you knew you were right or you thought you were right. Well,
1: again, I'm digging too
0: deep. Unless you're being malevolent. Exactly. You can,
1: you can know that what you're doing is not good and choose that for others all the
0: time. Mm -hmm. In order to hurt them. But I don't, yeah, I don't. There's a point when, like this person does this thing, there's a point you look at and you're like, that's either ignorance to a degree that I can't hardly fathom, or it's malevolence, or it's minor malevolence, because it's not malevolence to the point they'd go to a person's door and shoot them in the face. It's just malevolence that we're gonna, we dislike everything about you, but we can't say that because enough people like you, so we're gonna feed into people's psyche that you're bad, kind of thing. That's that seems malevolent too. It's like it's like an it's intellectual malevolence. I have a slight
1: jump. It's, okay. like a, it's like a strange branch. I was think I asked myself, when was the last time I was malevolent? Cuz we're all capable of it and I'm sure certain we all do it at some point. And the first thing that came to my mind was burning ants with a magnifying glass. Hmm. Making something suffer for the point of it suffering and that's my enjoyment. I think that's fairly malevolent. Yeah. Um, and I remember think uh, it's weird to think about it that way because at some point, like st- stepping on a, a spider, going going out of my way to step on something, another example. At some point, it occurred to me. Well, <laughs> a few things, some some much more. What's the word? <laughs> Not dumb. <laughs> so one was like Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf. I'm, I'll paraphrase. It's, it's paraphrase. It's easy to take life. Sometimes you whatever. Whatever. So there's that. But then there is also the realization that who am I to, to judge or do that? It's better to, to let live. Whatever. I, again, not not very well worded. But anyhow, at some point that changed where I was like, I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt something. I wish I could put some nice words behind it. Um. Anyway, down that branch, I was just thinking, well, certainly I'm capable of malevolence. When was the last time? And that was the first thing to pop in my head. I don't know that it was the last time. But it's mm-hmm. just the one thing I can remember. can... I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, yeah, I thought that was worth some self-reflection.
0: It is, and I have been malevolent, and I remember when I was. <sighs> I don't think I'm going to say it.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I'm not press pressuring you to say it. I was just not, yeah, sharing what I was thinking.
0: It. I've been malevolent probably multiple times. One time I can talk about is there's there were times when. I was upset at my parents or something, and we'd get into fights, and I would intentionally, like, I'm out to hurt you at this point, and I would say things to try to do that. And There was no utility for it. I had just lost because my parents, they, in the argument they win because they're parents, and you just have to do what they say. And so in my mind it was, well, I may have lost, but I'm not leaving you without like, If I'm cuts. going down, I'm taking you with me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure I've said some terrible things to my mom, terrible things to my dad, but... Not for a long time. Man, I, those hurt me too, though. Those like I, those things I said to my parents hurt me too, and I wish I wouldn't have done it. Sure. And they know that, and I think that's why it was easy for them to just be like, he didn't mean it, He, for, I forgive him kind of thing. That and they like you. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that was that was probably more than a decade ago now.
1: Yeah, that was uh, like two days ago I was burning ants. That was the last time I was in love with. The ants were like... <laughs> No, obviously yeah. it's been a long Still. time.
0: <laughs> I was thinking malevolent to people because malevolence to animals is. I don't think I've. Certainly,
1: burning ants is less egregious than physically harming other people, but, but it was, it was Emotionally just an example. Harming. It was just the example that came to mind. I'm not saying that's as bad as I've gotten. Certainly, I'm sure I've done worse things, but. Anyway, back on the. Back
0: onto the
1: tree. My You're mom talking about. It's, oh, sorry, it's okay. You, I was
0: thinking something earlier and I forgot to say it. You said something about it's more impressive to. You said something and it reminded more me difficult. Of, more difficult. More difficult to. What did you say? <sighs> wow, this is exhausting. This is difficult. I don't
1: know why. Sorry, it's. It's more difficult to. Uh, I'll well, tell you what my mom said. Is ahead, this is what you
0: said. reminded me. She, one time I was like four and I was like, mom, watch this. I can break a pencil. And I went, and she's like wow, story. you're so strong. Can you put it back together? And I was mm-hmm. like, no. And she's like, if you were really strong, you could put it together. And then I was and like, it, it went, and it hit me. Oh. She didn't even have to say it. But what I realized is the, the lesson she was teaching me there oh. is it, a real man is strong enough to build things and not break things mm-hmm. kind of thing. And i like, that stuck with me. Yeah. But it's so fun to break things. Like I get, <laughs> But mom, but mom, watch, watch this.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe I was older. Maybe it was like That's seven.
1: That's a far better lesson or lesson thing to, to know that I figured as a kid, like I was like, man, it's so easy. Like it's so hard to clean your room. But making it messy is like no it's so easy. Why is that? And it bugged me, like, why isn't it the same? Yeah. But that's a more what's the word, succinct?
0: Yeah. Well what it's it's like a it's like a microcosm of the universe. It's like the natural order is disorder. So it's so hard to get things ordered. And it's super easy to let it go out of order. Literally you don't have to do anything and it'll get out of order. Yeah. That's why you have to maintain the cleanliness of structures and stuff, because the natural order is disorder. It's no wonder People say the country's going downhill. It's like, yeah, you're not maintaining the structure. You're just letting it deteriorate along with everything else. It's no, no wonder it's going to break down soon or whenever it's going to break down. Because it's just, that's how the natural order of the universe is. That was another thing. It's the whole cleaning your room. Why is it so hard to clean your room, but it's so easy to get it dirty? And then I realized, oh man, that means I have to do something about the culture. Did you have any other thoughts about that? No. No. That was an interesting observation that I also had had at some point. And that's why I was like, I want to say this. Sorry <laughs> if I interrupted.
1: No, I was just trying to jump back to the tree, which was, I think jumped back a little bit too far. was both sides think they're right. Just trying to jump back in our conversation. Cause I took a branch about my most recent malevolence. So before that it was about how both sides think they're right. And then,
0: I don't know. I was talking about archetypical stories to my mom the other day. It was like last week sometime. We were talking about Jordan Peterson because I was she had brought up, you know Jordan Peterson? I was like, yeah, I do. And she's like, my cousin something or something, Jordan Peterson. And I thought he was the guy you were talking about. I was like, yeah, what are you thinking? And she was like, well, such a subject. And it was like, I should probably listen to more of him. And I said, well, you should listen to his lectures about like, Disney because those are fun and interesting. And he talks about them psychologically and, you know, archetypically. And they're really interesting mm-hmm. narrative structures and whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I have to look into that. And she was like, What's, which ones should I start with? And I was like, well, everybody likes this Pinocchio breakdown because it's, it's good. And she's like, are there any bad ones? And I was like, well, he doesn't like Frozen. And I after I listened to him talk about it, I realized, oh, I don't like it either. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I borrow people's affection for things easily um but i was like when he explained why it's bad i was like oh yeah it is bad i don't like it (laughs) and so and then she was she was like oh i didn't think you'd say that i thought you'd say beauty and the beast i was like beauty and the beast that's a great story i mean archetypically and psychologically you can think about like that's like the story of of like men and women getting married basically because men are monsters and women tame them they 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 meet together and and it's it's kind of a miracle because men are just monstrous or whatever. And she's like, That's not what I've heard from other people. And I was like, Well, what have you heard from other people? And she's like, Well, I heard that Beauty and the Beast was was created to indoctrinate women into marrying monsters because they because the monsters somehow would des- deserved it. And women, even though they got treated poorly, then then eventually they'd be good to them. And I was like, acknowledging the possibility of that being true. Why would you want to look at the world like that? I don't know. Is that the way you want to see it? The story of the beauty and the beast? Cause I mean, maybe you do, but doesn't that make you not happy? Wouldn't it be happier to re- recognize, Oh, everybody's kind of a beast. And when a beauty chooses them, despite their beastliness, maybe it can help. I don't know. It's nicer to look at the nice way of things other than the, Oh, we should indoctrinate girls to marry assholes. Because maybe that is, maybe that was the goal. I don't know. Maybe that was what this dude who wrote that story a long time ago was thinking. I think that women should just pick men even if they're terrible to them. Man, I don't know. It sucks, though. So I, I your interpretation
1: was closer to what I thought was closer to what I interpreted it. And then the one that your mom's talking about seems way more, way more shallow. Yeah. I was like, let's go even shallower. The writer was encouraging bestiality. That's what he was going for.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And again, I'm not even saying that I'm right. It's I don't want to I don't know. I don't know the intent, and maybe that is part of the problem with it. Maybe it's not a perfect story. I don't know who told her that information. I'm just get I'm just gabbin. I have some ideas of who would have said that, but it doesn't matter. I I don't disregard that as a potential, what the story is about. But I don't, I personally don't want to look at it like that. I think that that ruins it a little bit for me. I think you can derive a deeper, better meaning of that story, at least archetypically. I'd be curious to see him, Jordan Peterson,
1: dissect that. That observation? Yeah, but maybe maybe what he would say would be kind of, I'm guessing he hasn't spoken about I take it back. If he hasn't spoken spoken about it, I would guess is because he doesn't find it interesting personally. And if that's the case, I'm guessing it's not as remark not that remarkable. You probably already deduced it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I so. would totally. I would be open to asking him about that though, because he he likes exploring things like that. And maybe he hasn't heard that particular criticism of that story. I don't know that. I again, I don't know that it's wrong, but I would be curious to see what someone educated like him thinks about that critique of it. There's some merit to it if people have it. Maybe I don't know. If I ever like get in a Q and A with him, uh, let's promise this: if either of us ever go to a show or something, he gets healthy enough to do shows, we get to do a Q and A. I'll ask him that. Oh, you mean? Find-
1: do you mean as an audience member or sure. like host on this show?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. If we get him on the listening show, heck yeah, I'd ask I'll, him. That. I have
1: a list of questions, but I don't expect to be able to ask them all because I'll, I'll just let him speak as long as he wants to and probably go on for about one topic forever. Yeah. No, if I do a and A, I I I would think really hard about having a good question ready just in case I get asked. If you want your Beauty and Beast question to be it, that's fine. I would try to think about a very simple question that I don't think he's asked before. Oh, well, good luck. Cause yeah, I know. All, all the they questions have probably are, been
0: asked already, you know? I think you got to get more specific at this well, point.
1: Well, no, not your question's bad. It's just like, I want to come up with my own question.
0: Basically, my question would be what do you think about the critique of the story of Beauty and the Beast that it was created as a dogmatic teaching of young women to accept beast, beastful men uh, blindly because. That's what it was trying to indoctrinate them to do. It's fun to hear him go off on that. Just just think on that. And I'm not, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know. I'd have to find a concise way to ask it because I want to, I want to convey. I think it's a story that means this, what I said earlier, this critique of it says it's about this and that it's only this and that the, and maybe it's some that maybe it's both. I don't know. I hope not. Why would you want to look at the world like that? That it's all malevolent and it's all trying to teach young women that bad things. I don't know. I can think of one reason why you might want to look at
1: the world that way. Because if you're the victim, then you're not responsible. Yeah.
0: It's easier, simpler. Or it's it's adopting responsibility of things that don't matter as much. Maybe if you're a victim, you've got small responsibility. There's two kinds of people, I think.
1: There's two kinds of people. People who go, well, something's wrong in my life. It's my fault. It's up to me to fix it. I have something's wrong in my life. It's somebody else's fault. I hate them. And there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah.
0: One of those two. Well, the reality is it's both. But you can't (laughs) worry about the other half. You can only worry about the self half. Isn't that interesting?
1: Do you think that's true? I did understand what you said.
0: I said, well, the reality is that both of those things are true. Is that you're hurting oh, because sure. of yourself, and well, you're hurting of course
1: because you're of- oppressed. <laughs> you're oppressed in so many ways. Yeah, everybody is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but
0: it's no utility to you to focus on the ways that you're oppressed. It's more utility to you to focus on yourself because you can actually control whatever. That was what I was saying. It's yeah. like, why would you want to look at this world this way when you could just fo- focus really locally, improve a little bit, then it'll be that much better for you. You don't have to worry about how much bad everything else is. I don't know. Are you? How's your back? Are you fading? It's exhausting. Sorry. Yeah. Don't be sorry. We can wrap this up pretty quick if you want to. I guess it's been over an hour. Yeah, I was gonna. That was actually what I was gonna do with the intros. I was gonna say, "Well, Walter's not feeling great. We might keep it shorter." (laughs) But instead, I said, "Oh, (laughs) I don't remember what I said." My name Uh,
1: is Barbara. Barbara. I think it was Barbara.
0: I'm excited to listen. (laughs) It was dumb. What was Uh, what
1: was this episode (laughs) going to be called? My back and. It's called. It's titled "My Back," referring to both of our backs. My back.
0: We talked about jobs, and we talked about some ethical dile- dilemma. Yeah, we we did. We talked about like job goals. How about for our me.
1: some stupid pretentious title like our backs and what they carry? <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
0: We're gonna go with it okay. because that sounds like a weird like. Thirty something year old mom of two blog online.
1: <laughs> See, that's what I mean by pretentious.
0: <laughs> that's so mean. All the. I hope we have thirty something moms with two kids. <laughs> have a blog. <laughs> if you guys write about us on a blog, make us the good guys.
1: Oh gosh. Oh. It hurts to laugh.
0: I'm well, I am sorry. Okay. It it's,
1: it's hilarious, but I'm like. All
0: right, I am gonna say goodbye everybody in a robot voice. All right. I said goodbye, everybody. I hope you have a good day. Do you want to say anything?
1: I can't reach the microphone, so there's no point. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs)